Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of the podcast. This is actually a live recording I did with Andy Connors, Jamie Friedman, and Michelle Solomon from the Pandora Artist Marketing Platform team or better said, the Pandora team for artists. They also work on the editorial side and they wear many hats within Pandora. This was a great discussion that was broadcast live on LinkedIn and YouTube. And you can watch the full replay on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash askmikewarner. But without further ado, let's get straight into this. This is Pandora featuring Andy Connors, Jamie Friedman, Michelle Solomon, and hosted by myself. I hope you get a lot of value out of this session, and I'll see you at the end of this episode. I should mention as well that there is going to be a very, very awkward start to this recording. Uh, that was completely my bad, but once you start watching or listening, you're going to understand very quickly um, why I had to leave that in, because we're all goofballs. Enjoy. Mike, you're muted. muted. <laughs> that's that's embarrassing, isn't it? I, I said some really good stuff about all of you as well. I swear. Wow, I was just saying what an epic countdown that was, and then I just went and messed it up by not having my mic off mute. So we're off to a great start. We can just pretend it's We can just pretend it's March 2020, and we're all still learning. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let's Let's pretend. Not... <laughs> We're all trying to forget wow. that. Actually. <laughs> well, you know, while everyone's getting into the room, I did see a large number of people already waiting on LinkedIn, which is awesome. And we've got people watching on YouTube as well. Uh, I'm just going to start putting some comments up on the screen here. And um, while we're doing that, I just wanted to let everyone know this is obviously our session on Pandora featuring the Pandora team. Um I'm trying to think bottom to, right, bottom to top, left to right. Um, we have Andy Connors, Jamie Friedman, and Michelle Solomon here. And I'm just going to throw up a couple <laughs> more messages quickly because this is pretty wild. I, oh, wow. We've got, we've got people tuned in from all around the world. We've got Emilio from Italy. What time is it in Italy right oh, now? Emilio. Wow. Hey Emilio, how's it going? Hey Emilio, that is that is unreal. 10 p.m. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Lane, Charlie actually came a day early and was here 24 hours ago in the chat, going, "Guys, I woke up, I set my alarm, I was so excited, but Australia is a day ahead." Um, and so Charlie arrived a day early. That sounds like something yeah. I would do, but at least Charlie has a good excuse. For me, yeah. I just get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, <laughs> bands in town. Awesome. Cool. Hi from Chile. Chile. Hey, I'm going to Chile in three weeks. Yes. So you should there come you say go. hi. We should we link should up. Say, yeah, we should yeah. hang out. Wow. Oh, 9 p.m. I'm p.m. in Italy watching from Miami. Wow. So I'm with all the excitement of putting up the comments and seeing where in the world everyone's from and who made it at the right time and all of that, we didn't actually do proper introductions yet. <laughs> we just, it's like we just picked up from the prequel the other day and here we are. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's go in alphabetical order if that's okay. Just like uh, let us know a little about yourself quickly and we'll, we'll go alphabetical order. So we'll kick it off with Andy first. Okay, uh, my name is Andy. I manage the catalog and creator services team, which is this team. Uh, we sort of, not sort of, we specialize in helping artists and labels and creators in general uh, better use Pandora, how to learn the Pandora tools, and really basically just how to navigate streaming and understand streaming and being a band in 2021. I am a Tour, <clears throat> touring and recording musician since the last maybe 30 years. I have two, currently have two active bands. I also do two, two radio shows and I've been at Pandora for about seven years now. Um, I'm Jamie. Um, I'm in the Bay Area. We're actually all in the Bay Area. Um, I'm just south of San Francisco. Andy's in San Francisco and Michelle is in the East Bay. Um, 
I am the newbie on the team. I've been here for about two and a half years. So I'm not really new, but still because everyone's been around for a long time, which is amazing because everyone is really knows what they're talking about because they've been there for so long. Um, I actually come from academia. Um, I was on like the academic track to like teach ethnomusicology. I was um, studying gospel music, which was interesting for a Jewish person, but it was awesome. <laughs> Um, and I'm a classically trained vocalist, so I studied opera and I sing in choirs. And right now I'm in a choir called Conspiracy of Venus. Um, and we're meeting in person now, and it's very exciting. Um, we have to wear these weird masks that look like duckbills. But um, and yeah, so I program classical music too, and um, I work with Michelle on the social, um, the AMP socials, and um, I just really love helping artists maximize their potential, you know, make, help you guys do what you need to do to get out there and do your thing. So anything that I've, that's kind of what I've been doing always is just helping artists get to where they need to be, get on the right tools, get it to the right listeners. And so it's, it's awesome to be here. And we're so lucky to have linked up with Mike, you know, he's, I feel like we're in like a, like a big, like a week, what a Pam. What, what, uh -oh. <laughs> well, we're gonna say it already. We're gonna say it's it. Great. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I I feel the same way as well. And um, you know, I, I know I've hijacked a few of your live streams and I've posted Famdora in the comments so many times to try and get it trending. So uh you can blame me for that one, everyone. <laughs> awesome. And uh Michelle, last but not least. Yeah, thank you. Very well put, Jamie. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Michelle Solomon. If you don't know me, um, I'm one of the operations managers on this amazing team um, based in Oakland, California. Just I can see the Pandora headquarters just across the way from my apartment. And I, I really miss being in the office, but I'm so glad we have the opportunity to do this virtually. Um, I am an oldie on the team. I've been at Pandora for almost 16 years. I'll be celebrating 16 years in January, which is insane to think about. Um, but but in addition to the creator tools, I also head up programming for Pandora's jazz, oldies, and show tunes playlists and stations. I've been involved in music curation from the very beginning, as well as being a huge advocate for independent artists and music. I have a background in entertainment. I studied classical piano and voice since I was a kid. I have a BA in theater from San Francisco State University. And prior to joining Pandora in 2006, I was working at a small record store um, outside of work, also involved in music. I've been a professional all vinyl DJ for over 10 years. My name is DJ Mexican Spitfire. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I have mixes on Mixcloud. Um, I specialize in old school funk, soul, disco, uh, cumbia, uh, salsa. Um, check it out if it's your bag. Music has been my life. It's still my life. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share it and connect with the industry and artists like we're doing today and help you help set you up for success. So really quickly, a lot of talk about schools. I just want to make some of you feel better to say that I dropped out of college to be a drummer. So if that's your path, don't worry. There's Andy, much good to be like, had. Andy, I, I got to point it out. It looks like you're saying some really intense stuff and you're like gripping onto the screen right there with your <laughs> hand. Can we just show people? Okay. In case anyone was wondering, Andy is not that intense when he talks. He's a, he's a giant teddy bear and we love you, Andy. Thank you. Likewise. The hand can come back, by the way. I just wanted to I just wanted to share that. <laughs> awesome. So um I know we did have a plan for this and it kind of went out the window as soon as we pressed the live <laughs> button. So uh we've got a bunch of different things that we're gonna talk about. Well, I'm not gonna talk about, but I'm gonna let all of you talk about and things to share, some tools, some cool playlists. Who would like to kick it off? Um, I will probably kick it off. I think <clears throat> instead of instead of approaching this like a presentation, we really wanted to leave a lot of time to just chat and uh, answer questions. And so I think we're just going to really quickly talk about Pandora AMP, which is our artist marketing platform, which is a set of tools that were designed by musicians and artists for musicians and artists. They're meant to be DIY. 
They're free. They can be really, really powerful. They're also, even though Pandora is only in the US, AMP and those tools are accessible to everyone all over the world. So even for folks like the people listening in Italy and Australia, you can use the tool, even if you can't necessarily listen to Pandora, you can use the tools to better connect with your fans in the US and reach new fans in the US. And that's kind of the point. And so um, our tool set began with sort of two really fundamental tools and they still sort of are the, the cornerstone of the AMP platform. The first is feature tracks. And I'm sure some of you are familiar with, with these, but feature tracks is something that other places have versions of, but generally charge for. We let you pick six songs a year per artist. You can feature them, which means you boost them. You put them in front of more listeners. You put them in front of potential people who are likely to dig the kind of music you play and people who are just generally open to new music. Um, it's sort of exponential. So the more people that hear it and the more people that like it, it sort of ripples out. So the, the feature track can be extremely, extremely effective. There's also nothing to lose. Like a lot of these tools, like they don't cost anything and there's no risk. There's really no reason not to sort of build them into your uh, promotional plan. Um, so like I said, so these are designed for new, new music. So when you have a new single, you can feature the track and it gives it a bump. And it could potentially, you know, we've seen ginormous, like mega stars. They could potentially get millions and millions of spins that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise, which is free spins, free money. And, you know, as you move down towards an artist like me, you're still going to see a bump. Maybe it's a hundred extra spins, a thousand extra spins, 10,000 extra spins. Like again, nothing to lose. You get six a year, you should totally take advantage of them. You can schedule up, you can schedule them ahead of time. Um, and again, they can be really powerful and cool. <clears throat> we have a couple other tools that are sort of related. One is um, Promote Single, which allows you to, well, I'm sort of doing it out of order, but allows you to feature a track and add an introduction, like add your voice track. And then we also have Promote Shows, which will become more relevant now that we're all going back to shows and starting to tour again, where we partner with our ticketing partners and then you sort of use the same interface but when you pick a city like Chicago, if you have tickets for sale, it'll populate with the club or the, the venue that you're playing at. And then when you send out a message saying, hey, we have tickets for our show in Chicago this weekend at the Metro or whatever, you'll specifically send that message to your fans and your listeners in that area who would likely buy tickets. So you can use that tool to sort of promote a whole tour probably within an hour or 45 minutes, just go city by city, venue by venue, and send specific messages to each group of listeners in each place, which is really cool. <clears throat> and I've been really excited for touring to come back because that's one of my favorite things about AMP. And that's sort of an extension of the other foundational tool, which is artist audio messages. And that essentially allows you as a creator, whether you're a comedian, an artist, to record an intro or an outro <clears throat> to one of your songs. You can give it context. You can talk about how you made it, why you made it, when you made it. It's a really, really easy way to give a song some more color and give it some, some personality. And so instead of just someone hearing a new song, you can sort of ease them into it because, you know, sometimes people, even fans of yours want to hear that song they love and they're not as excited to hear your new song. So with a little bit of you know, love from you and a little like personal touch, you can really get them excited about your new music. And then finally, the, the other aspect of audio messages that are really, that's really powerful and cool for artists is that every time in whatever context you use an artist message on Pandora, you can include a link and you can link out to anything. You can link out to your merch page, your website, your next performance, your Patreon, you know, fundraisers, whatever. And so, so, you know, Jamie's going to talk about stories, but if you, if you do 20 different voice tracks in a story, that's 20 times that you can give people an opportunity to support you. And I think a lot of this is really what, what we're empowering is that you have fans that want to support you and want to, want to give you money and want to buy things. And this is, these are all ways to get them excited about what you're doing and connect them with, all of the stuff you're doing and give them more opportunities to support you. Um, I would say you can't look out to anything. You, um, you well, obviously you can't lock. Yeah. You can't well, look out to competitive competitors, but yeah. And like YouTube is what is considered a competitor. Yeah. But, but there's a way you can hack around it too. Like if you have a live, a live show 
that's going to be on YouTube, streaming on YouTube, if you link it to your official website, link out to your official website and let people know that you can access it that way too. And if you have Bandcamp, and you all should, because there shouldn't be an independent musician in the world that doesn't have a Bandcamp. Um, if you have Bandcamp Pro, which is 10 bucks a month and totally worth it, you can also post YouTube videos at the top, the top of your artist page. And so that's another thing you can link to and send people to watch your videos. Um, so that's that's sort of the groundwork. That sort of really laid the foundation for what we were doing, um, and those still remain really, really effective, essential tools. But um, moving past that, we introduced more additions to the tool set. Someone else is going to talk about that. Yeah, I can. So we just launched a really cool AMP feature called Track Reporting, which offers the most comprehensive insight into a track's performance on Pandora that's ever been available. This amazing new feature brings all the cool Pandora data you would find on NextFix Sound, which will be shutting down eventually. Um, and it just basically eliminates the need for you to navigate to a separate platform for reporting. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little formal here and actually share my screen with you um, and show you what it looks like and how to access it just because it's so new. All right, just give me a second here. All right, boom. All right, so um, for anyone who has an AMP profile, to find track reporting, it's now on the catalog tab. So the catalog tab was where you could find all the tracks that were delivered to, all your tracks that were delivered to Pandora. Well, now when you click on catalog, you'll be taken to a breakdown of your catalog sorted by tracks you have spinning on Pandora. And alongside each track, you'll see lifetime streams, a share link, streams this month, last month, percent change, release dates, and if you keep scrolling, a checkmark confirmation that the track qualifies for premium access. So if we actually click on a track, you'll see a details page specific to that track where you'll find high-level data like streams, station ads, and thumbs up and unique listeners in the past month. And if you keep scrolling down, you'll find a line graph for daily trends. And if you continue scrolling down, you'll see a pa uh, Pandora stream sources, which I'll explain what they are in a little bit, represented in this colorful pie chart. And these sources fall into three different buckets. We have algorithmic, which is driven by recommendation algorithms. And that includes other artists, Pandora stations, radio stations, and autoplay from any source. We have editorial. So these are editorial genre stations, playlists, and mixtapes. And then there's organic. So these are driven by listener choice, like an artist's own Pandora radio station or an artist's own track station. And that includes on demand, like pulling up and play. So when you click on one of these sections in the pie chart, you'll be able to see the top 10 sources in each category that you can sort by streams, thumbs, or listeners. And like I said, all this data is coming directly from NextFix Sound stuff that you would find on NextFix Sound, which was our data and analytics platform. And again, it just eliminates the need for you to hover back and forth. And it's, it's really like all the AMP tools, um, track reporting is designed to help you reach even more uh, ears and hearts among Pandora's millions of listeners. Cool. Jamie, if you want to move on to Pandora yeah, story. I love this smoky um, photo <laughs> bomb there. Um, so I'm going to talk about Pandora stories um, and fresh cuts. So Pandora stories is um, a tool that we released about two years ago. Um, and it's basically a way to kind of hack a playlist, uh, sorry, pack a radio show or um, a podcast. Um, but of course we have the entire track of music so you don't have to like cut it down to 30 seconds um and it's basically a way to build a playlist um which you can also do on on amp is just build a playlist but then you can insert voice tracks that you can just record on your phone or if you want to go you've got like a fancy setup you can do it there um and insert these voice tracks in between uh, music tracks where you can talk about the music um so we've seen people um Oh, and not just musicians can do this. If you are any kind of creator, you can be a writer, songwriter, DJ, a potter, a, you know, like a um, 
a, someone who makes pottery, someone, a visual artist, as long as you have a way to incorporate music into what you do. Um, so we've seen uh, folks use these as like songs that inspire me while I'm writing or 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 the, the stories behind my new record. And then you go through and you talk about each track um, and then the track plays and then you talk about another track. You can talk about your influences. You can talk about, um, you can make a mixtape of a bunch of songs that you were listening to when you were on tour. Um, we've seen, um, I worked with um, some guys who were writing a book about Stevie Ray Vaughan and they they read from their book and then played um, Stevie Ray Vaughan tracks. Um, what else have we seen? We really can be anything and it can be just like, hey, here's a bunch of tracks that I really love and then, or or here's a here's my new release and then play a bunch of tracks from your catalog. It's just a way to, it's, it's a playlisting tool, but it's a way to make it more engaging um, and to give it more context. Of course, here comes my cat. He always does this every time I'm talking. <laughs> so he starts talking to me. That's what that's happening. Um, uh, the other, th oh, whenever you have a voice track, you can do the same thing that Andy was talking about with artist audio messages that you can link out. So let's say you have vinyl or you have merch. Um, you can link out to your website or Bandcamp or wherever where you're selling merch. Um, if you're a writer and you've got a book, you can link out to the Amazon page where the book is. Um, although I feel like there was a problem with Amazon anyway, but there's a bunch of different ways you can use this. And um, uh, Andy, if we, there's a link um, that we sent you that where you can sign up for stories. It's not a feature that's automatically included in AMP when you get access to your AMP account. So you have to sign up for it and then we just have to manually add it. There you go, there it is. Um, and even if you're not set up with Pandora yet, you can still do this. And actually this is a great way to just get started. Um, so yeah, that's Pandora Stories. I mean, we've seen people make all sorts of stuff um, and it's very cool. Um, again, unfortunately, if you're not in the United States, you can't see how this works live, but we can show you how it works on the back end. Um, and if you are setting these up, you are welcome to reach out to us and we can check it live for you on platform and just make sure that everything's working correctly. We're ha very happy to do that. Um, oh yeah, Jay, just um, if you're Thanks, in the Jay. US, yeah, you can link to one. Um, yeah. And then, uh, the other thing I was going to talk about is AMP Fresh Cuts, um, which is a station that we started to really help support the folks that were, that are using AMP and to get your music spinning and to get you an editorial playlist, um, because Pandora doesn't have the same sort of pitch process, um, for pitching to editorial, um, playlists and stations like some of the other DSPs do. Um, you can pitch to us. Um, for AMP Fresh Cuts um, through our socials. Um, we're on AMP, Twitter, and Instagram, and all you got to do is tag us. Um, Mike is graciously posting those. You should follow us anyway. Um, we we try to promote playlists and other people's and releases and anything else. It's a, it's a good way to get in touch with us. Um, we might direct you to our support team if we have got, if you've got questions, but um, uh, yeah, Amp Fresh Cuts, it's, a, it's an eclectic mix of tracks. It's everything from uh, comedy, because we, we support um, comedians, to new age, to punk, to hip hop, singer, songwriter, um, new, everything in between. Um, a track has to be less than two months old to get placement, and then we remove it after three months. And that's just really to help just keep things moving. Um, and we encourage you to listen to it. I listen to it all the time. It's really fun. I've discovered some really awesome artists. Um, and it's actually a great way to get um, a track up to that. Someone asked about um, the featured track and why we why it needs to spin for a few weeks and why we need to get it up to 10 spins to feature it. And that's just so the algorithm knows what to do with a track. They want, the algorithm will need to know who who's listening, who likes this track? Um, you know, you need just just to get a little bit of data going. So, it's a great way to get if you're having trouble like getting something up to featuring it, the ten spins a week. This is a great way to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. And as a as a Pandora programmer, 
I look to Fresh Cuts to find really awesome new jazz artists and releases as well. And it's a it's a wonderful radar for me. And I know other uh, Pandora programmers also use it as, as a radar to, to find mu new music and new artists to program. Um, but just to kind of continue on the programming placement pitch process, just because we don't have a formal submission yet, we would love one. And I know we'll be working on one for the time being, but... I look at blogs, I look at, I, I really stay on top with what's reacting to fans. I check Spotify and other platforms as well. So yeah, I mean, just promote, 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 and you'll get noticed. And also last time I said this, Andy corrected me. So our team actually represents a bunch of the smaller genres like metal, classical, jazz, show tunes, singer, songwriter, folk, punk, mm -hmm. new age. So if you're any of those things, we're your people. So just let us know um, if it's any of the larger genres we can forward stuff on. Um, and also, like Michelle said, they're, those folks are really obviously tuned into what's going on. So oh, you're muted. I just thought you guys were ignoring me. Um, that too. That too. Um, I was going to say, Mike, you can throw my email in the ch in the chat too. I'm I'm happy to be the front person. So if you have oh if you God. have any of those things, you can send them to me, and I can forward them to people. I program metal, punk, experimental, and new age. So if it's that stuff, I can check it out. Um, I wanted to follow up on the comment from Christian, who sort of who asked again about why you can't do a feature track on the day of release. And I, when I was talking about featured tracks. You know, it's it's a it's an algorithmic function, and so one of the ways that it works is for it to work effectively, the featured tracks have to be successful when they're placed. So if you took, so if you if you're a brand new artist and you have a brand new song, and the system knows nothing about you, its recommendations its recommendations are going to be blind, and it's just going to be throwing your song anywhere to anyone regardless of what they like or what they listen to and odds are it's not going to be super successful um and thus if if a featured track fails to be successful like that then it kind of just stops working and so by by giving it a little time like jamie was saying to understand who's listening and how long they're listening and who's skipping and who is thumbing it up it can make more educated guesses and the beauty of the algorithmic approach to this is when someone hears the song and it's recommended to them and they thumb it up, that data is then tucked into the data it already has. And then it looks at all the people who, it looks at the behavior of the other people who listen like that person who thumbed it up. And so it's like, it's sort of one person likes it and it ripples out to a whole new group of people. And if 20 of those people like it, that's 20 new ripples. And so it's kind of important that those first initial recommendations are effective. And so that's kind of why we, we we have the 10 spin minimum and why we suggest usually that you wait a few weeks. Again, if you're an established artist and you have a bunch of records spinning and you have lots of spins and this is just your latest single, not really, it's not, that's not really germane to your situation. Unfortunately, the limitation still exists, but you don't need to wait. And odds are, if you have a new single, it's going to start spinning and it'll have enough spins to feature right away. But in that case, the the system already knows who's listening to you and who loves your music and who might be interested in it. So it's really, it's not arbitrary. It was really decided to sort of help make those recommendations more effective. Um, I know it can be frustrating. I think we always tell people to consider that in your in your promotional plan. Like don't consider the feature track necessarily if you're fully established, then yeah, for sure. But if you're like hustling, just consider that to be, you know, like most songs around the two or three week mark tend to dip a little bit. So imagine this is your two or three week chance to give it a little like nudge and get it and bump it up and get spins going again. And that it makes it a little less painful. I know it's exciting to be like, oh, a record came out today. I want to do it today. But um, it'll you'll see much better results if you wait a little bit. Um, I don't know if I was, I might have just glossed over this and I apologize, but if you want to get on Amp Fresh Cuts, the best thing to do is to, when you post on socials, just tag, um, here we go, here he is, um, tag one of our <laughs> social accounts. Um, this is on me, everybody. Um, 
and yeah, just tag us. Um, and that's just, that's the easiest way to do it. Cause we check um, our socials daily and um, taking note. And again, um, if it's less, if it's two months old or less, that's when we can add it. Yeah, and it's um, the same if you create a Pandora story too. Make sure to tag us on all your yeah. socials, and we'll we'll either we'll reshare it either in our stories or even as a post, and tag you. Yeah. Um, and I see there's a question from Chile again, and there's two. Or Mike, am I are we supposed to wait for you to sort of? <laughs> We're just going with the flow here, Andy. I can put the question up. Is it the one about access to AMP? Yeah. 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 Um, so, as I mentioned before, you can access AMP from anywhere in the world. The, the, the frustration is that you can't listen to you can't listen to Pandora. So, um, but you can log into AMP. You can make these programs. You can you can make featured tracks. You can record artist audio messages. You can do all that same stuff. You just can't necessarily listen normally. If you if you have a VPN, you can listen to Pandora. You can listen to anything. So if you have a VPN, that's a way of listening. But but still, even if you don't have access to the listening part of Pandora, AMP is fully available to you. Sometimes there's there can be an issue because you have to sign up for Pandora to sign up for AMP. And if you have any problems with that, you can reach out to me. My email's in there. You can also reach out to amp-support at pandora.com and they can get you set up pretty quickly and pretty easily. Um, yeah, don't freeze on my face. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Was making an appearance as well. So we had to, there was a second there where Andy's talking and it looked like the cat was talking. Way better. We are live, everyone. We are live. <laughs> Anything could happen. Um, but yeah, hopefully that makes sense. I know it's frustrating, but I would rec recommend that, you know, we still have, you know, we're still the biggest streaming service in the U.S. So it's really worth, even if you're not in the U.S., to make AMP a part of your PR strategy and, you know, speak to your fans on Pandora and potentially reach new fans on Pandora. Um, and again, if you're having trouble signing up, just reach out to one of us or to AMP support. Awesome. So I know all of you can see the comments coming in. Uh, so if there's any that you would like to talk to, let me know. I can put them up on the screen as well. I'm, I'm blown away by the amount of engagement we're getting in the chat here. This is great. So great to see. It's awesome to see so many familiar names. That's like yeah. really, it was really cool. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I know, hey. <laughs> so um, artist station and song station is really simple. Based. An artist station is someone who, like if, if I go to Pandora and I start a Jamie Friedman station, that's going to show up as an artist's as an artist spin or whatever. But if I want to hear Jamie's song about her cat, Lemmy, and I start, <laughs> and I find the song Lemmy by Jamie Friedman, then that's going to be a song. So it's basically, we call those seeds. So it's whatever seed you start your station with. If you start it with an artist, that's an artist station. If you start it with a song, that's a song station. And it's fun to experiment, you know, because the discovery will be different. So you'll get different recommendations and you'll get different artists for each. So it could be really fun to try both. Yeah, and I can I can quickly go into detail on how Pandora works for anyone who's not familiar with Pandora. And this is exactly what drew me to Pandora 16 years ago. So Pandora works a little differently from other streaming platforms platforms. Um, it's part of the Music Genome Project, um, which was a massive undertaking to classify a ton of tracks based on their musical attributes. So almost all the songs that you've heard on Pandora have gone through a music analysis process. So a professional musician has sat down <laughs> and listened to your track. This is a process that takes around 20 minutes. And what they've done is they've classified using it over using over 400, I think, different genes, like genre, micro genre, vocal prominence, style, instrumentation, tempo, phrasing, everything. So when you, the listener, create a station based off a particular song, Pandora isn't necessarily just playing songs by that particular artist or group. Instead, it's going to play songs that match this musical genetic profile. So when you thumb up or thumb down a song, it adds to that genome profile of the station you built. So it makes it super unique and personalized and it's your own station and nobody else's.
school. <laughs> yeah, it's really. <laughs> I swear that's I know, like, dead air that's, source. Sorry. I, I, yeah, no, but that's like. No, that's like, like a mic drop, uh, Michelle. Yeah, no, but when when I was just learning about Pandora, and I learned that through uh, the my coworker at the record store I was working at, he told me all about this, and my mind was blown. This was like right at the beginning of just music streaming in general, so this was super new and super fascinating and educational. And I was like, God, I want a job there. Make it happen. <laughs> I'll tell you what I the first thing I did was once I had sort of settled in, I made friends with an analyst and then I picked like the most irritate irritatingly, annoyingly complicated song I could find that was like <laughs> almost pure white noise, but was in like 10 different time signatures and had unintelligible vocals. And I sent it to this analyst and I, I was like, I want to sit there and watch you do an analysis and it was totally amazing. Like, it's like, they all have perfect pitch. They can listen for two seconds and be like, oh yeah, that's an 11. And then that switches to seven. And and it was just totally fascinating. And they do like, whether the vocals are nasal or, or scratchy. And it was just like every little minute bit of it was super fascinating. And it, it, it convinced me why the recommendations were so good because it was so much more than just like, loud guitars it was just like every little tiny bit mm -hmm. it, was, it was super cool Ooh, live 365 and napster i remember those Ooh. um somebody oh yeah i saw that one um so the recommendations are to a certain degree automated um not even to a certain degree mostly automated like we as programmers you know we're, we're constantly building stations and we do have some editorial tools where we can, you know, add songs to stations and, and et cetera. But the, the, the recommendations itself are based on what Michelle was just talking about. And so the best way, honestly, the best way to affect that, unfortunately, maybe is that the more people who listen and the more they interact, you know, I use a story all the time about, about metal stations <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, like metal, metal guys all love Slayer, right? So <clears throat> you're listening to some, I don't know, stoner rock station and Slayer comes on and half the people are like, oh yeah, I love Slayer and they thumb it up, but Slayer shouldn't be playing on that station. Mm -hmm. So it gives the, it gives some faulty information to the algorithm and suddenly the stoner rock station is playing death metal or whatever. And so, so I think people who are like really, especially in niche genres, I think those people are really active listeners and they're really attentive to what they want to hear and what they're hearing. And so it really is just when you, when you have the opportunity to share your artist's music, include the Pandora link and get people listening there. And like I said, the more people who are thumbing up and skipping and, and adding and collecting like that can really, really change sort of the, the recommendations. The only time is if there's something really, really fishy with the recommendations, then you can reach out directly to us or to Amp Dash support, and we can look into it because there there are some reasons that something might might be off. But for the most part, I find that they're generally pretty good. I mean, certainly even in the seven years that I've gotten that I've been at Pandora, like what there's so much they get better all the time, and they're incredibly like we have this game that we play where we kind of try to figure out a magic bullet. Like you try to pick some totally random song or artist that when you put it in there, it just recommends you the craziest stuff or the coolest stuff. Um, and you can do that forever because there's so many different magic bullets that work. So anyway. Andy, do you want to talk about Next Big Sound a little bit? Because it's come up a little bit. A few people I think are confused about it, which is completely understandable sure. yeah we're all confused uh, um so so next big sound for those of you who know who was like was our data platform we acquired it i think maybe three years ago or four years ago <clears throat> and it essentially became the, the source for all pandora data like really really deep data spins and who's listening and demographics and age and sex and everything um and then as amp sort of developed we started migrating the functionality of next big sound into amp and there was always a bit of friction with people having to go in between two platforms to get all their data 
you know, you could get some on AMP, you could get some on Next Big Sound, you had to go back and forth, talk back and forth. And so the plan was always to integrate. And that plan was supposed to sort of come to fruition on November 1st, but uh, like a lot of things, it didn't. And there's still some stuff we're trying to figure out. Um, we're also moving the entire AMP structure onto a different stack, which is an engineering thing, which I don't know exactly what that means, but it does mean that it'll be more, it'll be faster, the analytics will be better, the performance will be better. So ultimately, the goal was to try to make this switch with the least amount of impact to users. And there's really, and almost everything, even the, um, the track reporting that Michelle talked about, like that's a vast improvement over what was available on Next Big Sound. So in this transition, we've also been improving on the different parts. Um, there are a couple things that are proving to be thorny from an engineering perspective. Um, and those are probably gonna have to come a little bit later. But for the most part, for your day-to-day -day data and everything you need, you should be able to find it in AMP. And we're looking to turn Next Big Sound off, I think in the next two weeks assuming something doesn't change, but it always could. But hopefully you're finding everything you need in AMP. And if you're not, you should reach out to somebody because maybe you're just not looking in the right place or maybe it's one of, one of the few things that hasn't moved over yet. Hopefully that that helps. It was, it, got a little, it was supposed to be a really smooth transition, but it got kind of like all things, it got a little bit unsmooth, so. <laughs> and I just got to say, I mean, Next Big Sound are the OGs with this, like I've, been using Next Big Sound a long time. I know I work for a music analytics platform myself, but I've always had a spot in my heart for Next Big Sound. And it's good to know that, as you said, Andy, I'm not going to share the information you've already just shared. But for me, it's exciting seeing all of that come into Pandora AMP um, because it is Pandora data at the end of the day. So one less tab in the web browser for me um, is always helpful and I appreciate it. And you know, honestly, half the people on our team are Next Big Sound people, so they're always they're coming with all of that experience and all of that data, and they they're coming with that perspective where they want they want AMP and they want Pandora to have everything that Next Big Sound had, and then more as we move forward. So, um, I can answer Emilio's question about Sound is. Um, I have heard that it does not work. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think what it might do is that it, it, can, it might create a personalized playlist from your personal account, but it does not make, if you, you know, because through the Pandora AMP, sorry, for the, the Pandora app that's available in the United States, you can make personalized playlists that I think you can share with your friends, but they're not publicly searchable. Um, but AMP, they are. Um, so I think what happens is what you make when you use sound is you make the personalized playlist. I think that's what happens. So it doesn't work with AMP. Yeah, I can confirm that. I yeah. I feel like I've yeah. experimented with every type of playlist and yeah. personal ones, but obviously the stories ones are different. Um, and Dave, okay, so well, okay, why why do distributors say they just they they send their music to Pandora, but then you have to get you have to apply to get your track accepted? It's because Pandora does not push everything live that is submitted to us. Um, we are working to that to to be that way, but we are not there yet. So it is it it is submitted to our system, so we have it, but then it needs to be pushed live, and then it needs to get analyzed. There's, there's a bunch of steps. Um, so that's that's the reason for that. Um, so you do have to go through the submit, um, the submit uh, link, <laughs> um, and it will submit get submit.pandora.com. Yeah, and then it and then you can get it analyzed too, so that it spins on radio, and then you can claim your AMP account. Uh, Mike has Mike has a link for that that he'll post. Yeah. I can elaborate on that a little bit too, in that it, it for people who don't know. There's actually like a finite amount of music that everyone gets. There's 50, probably 55 million tracks right now that exist. Like that's that's the music that goes to all DSPs. It goes to, it's the same exact music it goes to Amazon, that goes to Google, that goes to us, that goes to Spotify. The difference is as a DSP is how you, what you do with that music and how, how you share it with your listeners. And so for the longest time, Pandora was one of the only, if not the only, um, service that was curated, which means 
we have 50 million songs in our system, but we don't have 50 million songs spinning publicly. And part we had a lot of reasons for that. Like we wanted to make searches less cumbersome where if you search for, you know, like Johnny Cash song, you don't get 200 versions of it. And we, you know, there are a lot of, re there's a lot of reasoning behind trying to make it really streamlined and listenable. But as we moved toward a um, on-demand service that goes with our radio service, we obviously want all 50 million of those songs available on demand because of course we want anyone to be able to find anything they want. But I think for now the radius, the radio side still say stays curated. Um, and so, yeah, so technically everyone does distribute their music to Pandora, but there is this extra step required that Jamie just told you if you wanted to go to actually go live, if you have music live on Pandora already, all your subsequent releases should go live automatically. And if they don't, that's something you can email amp-support about and they can help you with that. Um, but once you have music on the platform, you should be good to go from there on out. And to be able to claim your AMP profile, it does need to be analyzed. Um, so just know that too. So if you're looking, if you're looking in AMP and you're looking to get your, you have to claim your AMP account, it does need to get analyzed. So that is that extra bit in there, that extra step. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, you have to like if you go if you go to claim your app account, you don't and you can't, then email amp support and they'll they'll walk you through those steps and it's really easy. They are you know like we're happy. I'm happy for you all to email me and I'm ha I'm sure uh, <laughs> Jamie and Michelle are too. But like amp support at Pandora.com is actually a rad team of people who do nothing but amp support all day every day and they and they can speak to things you know like we don't really have like royalties and licensing and a lot of stuff is not totally in our wheelhouse but the people in amp support speak to all of that stuff all the time so any any questions any issues you have that's who you should reach out to um becky hi becky how's it going um becky we found through um amp fresh cuts and now we're friends on our socials yay i love that um i had a question about bios so we get our bios from tvo.com which is the same as um all music so if you're familiar with that that's where we get our bios from um so yeah that's <laughs> that's where we get them from we don't make our own um, so if you do want a bio on your on your Pandora artist page, you have to submit through TiVo. But very soon we will be introducing self-serve bio editing, which will change everything. Yeah. So I'm happy to answer all 400 of those questions that just popped. <laughs> Andy, maybe you should get some water and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Um, Dave, oh, we can ignore those. Dave, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I love that. Dave, feel Got free to answer the question, but feel free to email me directly and I can help you with that too. Because um, sometimes that's, it's just easier having someone on the inside. You can change your um, artist profile image on AMP though. So that's good. Yeah. But <laughs> that's that in the, in the AMP dashboard. If all goes according to plan, that same page will also finally allow you to enter your own bio and edit your own bio. That's the plan. Uh, yeah. Um, Santini the Great had a question about playlisting. Again, um, this is it's a very common question, so totally happy. So we don't have a formal pitching process for editorial playlists like other DSPs do. Um, those programmers do watch everything very carefully. They watch their radars. They watch their numbers. However, you can pitch to Amp Fresh Cuts, which is the the station that we program. Um, and it's for you guys using AMP um, to get you placements, to get your numbers moving, to get you get list to get yours. It's an eclectic station. Um, we remove it has, it's new releases. We, we if anything is less, it has to be less than two months old, and then we remove it after three months. And to pitch to us to get it, I mean, there's not even pitching. It's like, hey, can you add this? That's there's like, I I I don't think I ever say no. It's maybe how I don't I don't even know why I would have done that, but um, uh, to get it on there, just tag us on a release when you post on it. If you post on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, we check those every day. Just tag our social account. Um, 
our AMP socials. AMP socials, not the main Pandora one, but the AMP socials. And we will um, Yes, Becky, TiVo, that's correct. TiVo is all music. They're the same company now. So, and just to be fair, they're famously unresponsive. So um, it can be quite frustrating. Um, we used to have a secret man on the inside and we probably gave out that email so much that he quit. But. <laughs> that <he> quit. <laughs> Um, again, in terms of pitching outside of Fresh Cuts, just to reiterate, um, we don't have a process, but again, you can send us anything. If it's in those small, if it's punk, metal, new age, classical, jazz, et cetera, et cetera, someone on my team, on this team, will be interested in checking it out and potentially programming it. If it's something else, I am more than happy to forward it to other programmers until we have a system in place. My email's under my face on the screen so yeah there was a question asked from a linkedin user a, a while back there that asked about any advice for promoting and pitching original holiday jazz music email andy with your info and he can forward it to me i am currently programming holiday jazz music as we speak so i would love to hear it and check it out please email andy and when you do pitch there was a question about albums or singles um, I think definitely like let us know if there's an album out, but it's always really helpful to do a focus track because we don't know, you know, what you, how you, it's always just really helpful. And if you have UPCs, that's really helpful because we can just look it up. It's really easy for us to do it. Um, we, you know, we want you to tell us which track you think best represents you. And it also is time saving for us to just know which one. And so we don't even have to like, we don't, it's not on us to choose. It's up to you. Yeah. So that's really, really helpful. Yeah. I'm very happy with Bandcamp links too. Cause yeah. then if I, then if I like it, I won't just program it. I'll probably buy it also for myself. So you want to tell them how much you spend on Bandcamp? Uh... No one will ever know. <laughs> If you follow me on Bandcamp, you probably you probably get emails more often than you should about what I buy. So, but that's I lo I love supporting music and I love buying music and I love and I think of, I think that's another thing that that's the other reason that I hype Bandcamp is there's such a focus and I obviously we're here to talk about streaming, but like there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who still love objects who still buy cds who still buy cassettes who still buy lps so you know a lot of you know we go out to talk about pandora tools and if you've read mike's book i'm sure you've seen my my hippie my hippie entry into his advice but like it's foolish to not you know like streaming is just a part of the bigger picture like you know that may be where the bulk of casual listeners listen to music but serious listeners are still music nerds and they still want to buy a t-shirt or follow your Patreon or buy your record or buy a seven inch. And, um, you know, they want to wear a t-shirt to prove that they, you know, to share to, you know, like there's a lot of us who are my age who discovered bands by other bands wearing bands, t-shirts on covers of magazines. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that doesn't ever really change. Like I see cool shirts on the street all the time and I'm like, Oh, I got to look that band up. They look awesome, you know. So um, I don't know how I ended up here, but I just think <laughs> that, like, that, like, yeah, streaming is awesome, and it's, a, but it's a part of the picture. And you know, when you think about the actual money being made, most people are making more money. Like the streaming is more promotional for everything else you do, for touring and for et cetera, et cetera. If you can make tons of money on streaming, then that's amazing. But I think just including it as a piece of the bigger holistic whole is a much healthier and usually much more successful way to approach being an independent musician, you know. That deserves a mic drop. Yeah, and everyone needs to buy Mike's book. If you think and we're, Mike's book. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate okay. that you think that we really know what we're talking about, but like <laughs> Mike's the one who really knows what he's talking about. I ordered his book because I need to learn from him all the things beyond I just, all the things. So I, re I reviewed Mike's book on Amazon and my first review, my first review got rejected because I used a swear word. Yeah, but you were <laughs> quoting something else. It wasn't like you were just like being know, a, but... you know, truck. Yeah. 
Well, you censored it too, and they still refused it, right? I know. What's up, what's up with Amazon? <laughs> you can still piece the words together. You put the first, first and last, last letter. Where's my English today? The first and last letter are in there with a bunch of asterisks in between. They yeah. work it out, Andy. Oh, uh, but it's fun because a lot of people are going to Amazon now looking for the cuss review and assuming that it's a negative and it's like, wait, five stars. <laughs> like, I got to see this. So, Wait, is that real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, Andy is like an that... SEO expert without even knowing it. Just cuss on Amazon. And, you know. <laughs> so hey, look, you're, Andy, your koala's got a sh shout out. Yeah, we noticed that too. It's pretty sweet. Oh, can you, um, Mike, can you throw the my Bandcamp links in the actually? Yes. I somebody just asked, it's not just because I'm trying to. <laughs> no, you see how it is, Andy. Dang, someone asked. Oh, wait, let me, uh, let me, let me do one at a time here so we don't. And then while we're yeah. at it, we can also put Michelle's DJ link and Jamie's choir link. I was also going to say before we end, just because we have a, a, a few more minutes, that we host our own Intro to AMP webinars, if you don't know this already, once a month, uh, the first Wednesday of the month. So it already happened, um, but the next one we'll be doing first Wednesday of December. And what we do is we walk you through all the tools, um, teach you how to record artist audio messages, um, hype new releases, basically everything Andy went over, but we do it in real time and do it step-by-step, step, super thorough. And if we have any uh, of the sign-up links, we can add that. If you don't have it, Mike, I can send it to you. I'm putting it in the chat right now for um, Awesome. Mike. And then yeah, every so it's everything, it's everything okay. we've talked about, but we go into way more deal and detail. And we actually show you how, what it looks like. And, yeah. um, and we also do... Very similar to this next uh, next Wednesday, every second Wednesday, we do office hours where it's just like this, where we just hang out and answer questions and try to help you troubleshoot any issues you're having. Super free form. Uh, that's always really fun. Uh, Mike has both the links, so um, he can put them up. And those are those are evergreen links. So whenever you click on it, it'll link you to the next edition of the webinar. Um, and if you lose that link, you can always look at our socials. It's all over our socials. And if you signed up for AMP, you should actually get a reminder as well. And show up every time like I do, because I'm a glutton <laughs> for punishment, as Andy always says. We love having you there. <laughs> I'm just there it's a good hang, you guys. Just wait till we can do all this stuff in real life. Oh, gosh. No. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Um, Charlie, curse words. I mean, I don't know. I have a six-year-old, and so I get that. But um, anything, kid, kids' music gets filtered out, so don't worry about little ears. Yeah. You know, yeah. people people know that when they listen to kids' music, they that's not going to happen. Um, there's also a Pandora setting too. There's, there's a, a Pandora setting mm -hmm. that will remove. I like literally removes the split. Like you get. I I remember listening once to like the '90s hip hop. And I like put it on non-explicit and it was really underwhelming because um, you were missing a lot of words, <laughs> but um, there's always a little E. So they, you know, you, you know, when there's a curse word coming, there are times where I will pick a clean version of something, or I might not pick something because it's, it's got swear words in it, but it's because it's very specific. Like I'm making something specifically for families, <clears throat> you know, or. And just like so that. you know that if there is not a clean version, it simply won't play if you have the explicit setting, you know, like, so if you make a nineties hip hop mix and it's all the ex uh, explicit versions and someone has their filter on, unless there's clean versions, it, it, some of the songs just won't play. That's just, just how it works. Um, but I fully support you swearing occasionally in your music. Yeah. Doesn't yeah bother especially me. in reviews on Amazon. <laughs> <Andy>. <laughs> uh, so Dave Tatlock, my good friend, uh, he's getting in a plug for his band, The Soldiers Band. Yeah. Uh, I can yeah. say that I've seen them perform live in Las Vegas and they blew my mind. For anyone that's a fan of um, the Bamboos or Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, oh, they cool. are in freaking incredible. Nice. Um, Thanks, they, Dave. They, like, they have five horns. There's nine <laughs> people in the band. Nice. And 
Oh my gosh. Um, they're, they're working on their debut album right now. So there's only, I believe one track, maybe two tracks out. And I've, I've seen Dave in here. So they're on Pandora. Yep. But <laughs> awesome. yes, um, I almost feel like that was paid, but I just, when I hear great music, I want to make sure people know about it. So the soul juice band, uh, check them out out of Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, what's funny is you guys all now have my email so we can do this via email, but generally we like to ask people, everyone in here to plug their, plug their stuff in the comments so we can check it all out later. So I don't know if, if, I know we're out of time, but if people want to throw throw their links in the comments, we can grab them from Mike later and check out your mm -hmm. bands. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, um, or you David, can just email them. David's asked a couple times about our plans to go international. Um, we were, and then this is not helpful, but we were international a few years ago. We were in Australia, New Zealand. We are not currently. We're just in the United States. Um, I think we we all want to go international. It's not going to happen in the next couple of years. I think that's the simplest answer. Um, I, as you know, like with licensing and legal, I mean, it's just a whole yeah. thing. So I, I think it would, it'd, be, we, it'd be wonderful, but um, it's, it's not something that's gonna happen in the near future, but hopefully in the far future. And it would likely be Canada first and then Mexico and then probably Europe. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but I mean, being only in the US right now, I, I'm certainly not going to talk numbers, but if you can talk numbers to give people an idea of how many potential listeners you have out there. Do it, Andy. Um, <laughs> I wrote it down and I forgot already. Uh, yeah, so now, now since we're not just Pandora, you know, Pandora is sort of, we have, we have, we're part of Sirius now and we're also part of Stitcher. So collectively Stitcher, Pandora and Sirius is about 150 million monthly listeners. Um, and more and more, you know, this, 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 I mean, it's not a collaboration. This like joining of all these companies is still, we're still trying to figure out, you know, it still feels like three companies under the same roof instead of one company doing three different things, but we're sort of getting closer and closer to, you know, moving some of the Sirius -y experiences over to Pandora and vice versa and getting more, robust like podcast recommendations on Pandora coming from Stitcher and um, but yeah but overall I mean that's a huge chunk of listeners every month and you know it's worth like I mentioned always it's worth trying to tap into some of that for sure yeah artists should definitely be putting some of their resources into Pandora awesome um, great shout before as well we've got a lot of links being posted in the chat uh, awesome. Just for everyone that is watching this now, or if you're watching the replay later, the chat will follow the live stream. So as we say, hey, we're posting a link in the chat, you'll be able to go back and see that link in the chat replay in real time. So posting your links now, we can go back and we can review this and we can see them all as well. So not only that, but I encourage everyone in the chat to check out each other's music because obviously you know, you, you all have the same goal, the same dream or similar dreams. You might be making similar music. You could collaborate. You could help each other out. You know, there's, we're not competing with anyone else but ourselves. Yes. That's my TED talk. That's, that's the best. You know, we get, I think even at work, we get so lost in the day to day and we're like, how to get things on social how to, and like, you know, at the end of the day, the bottom line is everyone who does this, does this because they're obsessed with music and they love music and ostensibly you love hearing other people's music as much as you love making it and sharing it. And so I think, mm -hmm. I think making time for that is really, really valuable and hearing all this other music, even if it's not the kind of music you make still informs the way you think about music and the way you make music. And so all it does is, make you more creative and like broaden your approach. And I think it can be, you know, endlessly satisfying, like spiritually and emotionally and sonically, obviously to just share and listen. So. Amen. That was beautiful. Hey, thanks for having us, Mike. Thank you so much. Everyone Mike. Go buy Mike's thank book. you everyone. Yes. Yeah. yeah in, case, in case you didn't notice the book is sitting there right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't read it yet. So Subtly like, placed. I'm, this is all about Pandora. Sucks. This is not a plug for the book. I appreciate it. Subtle, subtle product placement. But I guess 
um, you know, if you, if you do want to buy it just for Andy's um, hippie <laughs> advice, it is well worth the investment. Um, if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it with your Kindle Unlimited subscription. You don't have to pay any extra. So, you know, you can go and read. You can check out the rest of the book as well, in addition to Andy's words. If you want. If you want. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I know we have gone a little over, so I really do appreciate it. Um, one, one last time for everyone that's watching, keep adding to the comments even after the stream ends because they will show in the replay as well. So it gives us an opportunity to catch up because there's so many. Oh, my gosh. But Andy, Jamie, Michelle, any, any last words before we press that big red button and wrap this up? <laughs> thank you again, Mike, for having us. And thank you all for joining. And, yeah, just keep, uh, keep in touch, everyone. Join one of our webinars and yeah just keep keep making your art yes keep making that art and have a yeah. good weekend yeah well, that's friday <laughs> unless you're in australia where it's yeah. saturday because you're in the future. still good yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks mike appreciate it and thanks everyone for taking time out of your day i appreciate appreciate it yeah hope I to hear from everybody yeah yeah and please 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 be in touch, reach out, share your music. We have our emails, you know where to find us. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate all of you. And, you know, I've said this before, but it does feel like a little family. And thank you for making me feel like part of the family. I've had to answer questions a few times where people ask me if I work for Pandora. And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, I just, they're a good hang. <laughs> it's a good chat. They're good fun. <laughs> so, um, I appreciate all of you and what you do and, you know, that you, Given, your, given up your Friday afternoon to be here to do this. It shows that you love what you do. And Andy's getting all intense on, on the screen again there. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to wrap this up, but thank you all so much. We're, we're losing Andy. If, if anyone wants to screenshot this, this is pretty much going to summarize You're the whole thing. You're starting to get some more XXX stuff too. You More bots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes! That's My when God. you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> cool. I'm going to end this broadcast. Thank you so Thank much, you. everyone that's tuned in. We'll catch you in the replay. We'll catch you soon. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate Thank all of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking around for that. I hope you got a lot of value out of that session with the Pandora AMP team. I look forward to hosting more of these sessions in the future. So if there's a streaming platform you would like me to cover, if I can bring on people from that platform, I will definitely do it. If not, I will jump on and attempt to do it as much as I can by myself as well. But let me know. You can find me on all socials at Ask Mike Warner. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe.